0: Before you're seated, I'm going to ask that you stand this morning. We want to come and read a section of scripture together. I know it's maybe not our norm around here, but I really felt that uh, today would be good to give honor to God's word and uh, to read it. And uh, so if you have a Bible right by you, just grab it, pick it up. Uh, And if you got your phone, you can click to it. We're going to be Joshua chapter six. I want to read just five verses real quick. Uh, In honor of God's word, we're all standing, and and this is what it says. Joshua chapter 6 and verse 1, it says, Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because the Israelites uh, were on their way. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its kings and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. How many days? Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times. How many times? Seven Seven times. With the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear the sound, a long blast on the trumpets. Have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up. Everyone straight in. Do you believe God's word today? Come on, can you give a big amen? Amen. Hey, before you're seated, I need you to do this. Touch seven people and tell them, dream big. Seven, it's gotta be seven. Tell them, dream big, dream big, dream big. Mark Moore was a former or is a former missionary to Africa. And uh, on October 16th, 2009, Mark was sitting in a coffee shop and had a random thought come into his head. That random thought became a dream that grew in his heart. It grew to become a ministry and an organization called MANA, M-A-N-A. Now, it stands for Mother Administered Nutritive Aid. And this Nutritive Aid is a peanut butter-based paste that is rich in calories, proteins, minerals, and vitamins, and it's easy on the stomach of those who have suffered for malnourishment. Today, what started as just a random thought that grew to be a dream in a man's heart who just happened to be sitting in a coffee shop, now today produces more than a million packets of these nutritious Meals a month and distributes them to those who are malnourished all over the world. Mark Batterson, who's the pastor who wrote Circle Maker and this 40-day devotional that we've been uh, journeying through as a church, he notes this. He says, as he tells the story, he says, you show me the size of your dream and I'll show you the size of your God today I want to talk to you about dreaming big. Not dreaming big for your life, but dreaming big in God's sight. I want to talk and consider the bigness of our God. I want to talk about what's involved in dreaming big. I want to talk about how we can pray in our homes and in our communities, these brave prayers that become a reality in our lives. And Nothing inspires me more to expand my eyesight and to dream bigger than Ephesians chapter 3, one of the prayers that Paul prayed. And he wrote it out to this church in Ephesus. And and we read it in Ephesians chapter three. And so if you have a copy of scripture, join me in Ephesians chapter three. We're going to read starting from verse 14. And maybe you didn't bring a a copy of scripture with you, but you have your smartphone. You can pull it out. Go to faithchurchks.org, faithchurchks.org. That's our central hub. And right on there, there is a a card that says sermon notes. Just click on it, and it has all of the verses and a handy little spot for you to even take notes if you would desire to do so. But it's got the verses in there, and we want to look at Ephesians 3, starting in verse 14. This is what it says. This is Paul writing, and he says, "'For this reason I kneel before the Father, "'from whom every family in heaven and on earth "'actually gets its name.'" I pray this, I pray that out of His glorious riches, He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit. It's not your power and it's not your Spirit that gives you strength, friends. It's His Spirit at work in you that gives you strength. Strengthening you with power through His Spirit in your inner being so that Christ can dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love may have power together, everybody say together, together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp, everybody say grasp, together we want you to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses all knowledge, surpasses your ability to understand, comprehend, grab a hold of it. It goes beyond your schooled knowledge. It goes beyond your uh, experienced knowledge. It goes beyond your knowledge. This love of God, it transcends what you think to be logical, normal, or the bounds to which you would put on it. This love, it is beyond your knowledge. But I pray that you would grasp it together, that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. I love verse 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more, come on, than all we could imagine according or ask according to his power that is at work in us. Not just at work in the world, not just at look at the in the religious folk, not just at work in the professional pastor clergy people who are professional Christians, not just in them, but in you who have Christ. That's where God wants to do exceedingly beyond what you could imagine and more than what you could ask according to his power that works in you. Here's the the first thought that I want us to consider today as we're talking about dreaming big. And that's this, that we can dream bigger together than we can alone. We can dream bigger together than we ever would be able to do it Alone. Why is that? Well, because the Bible tells us in revelation that, that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Something happens. When I hear your story of God's provision, it sparks faith in me to believe for more. When I hear your story of how God's faithfulness showed up in your life, how the angels protected you when you should have died in the car wreck, but you didn't die. You walked away harmed without any scratch on your body. When I hear your story of deliverance and I hear your story of faith, it does something in me and it builds my faith. When I hear about you and what God has done in you, it does something in me. That's why it's not best for us to live life in the Christian world all by ourselves with just our family. And we don't need anybody else. And we don't need friends that believe we don't need other people to encourage us, challenge us, point us to God. No, no, no. We just need ourselves. No, because he writes and he says, my prayer is that you would together grasp the vastness of God. Friends, I might suppose to you that you will always have a limited view of God if you always limit your circle of faith to just yourself. Your understanding and grasp of God's ability will always be limited if you limit the people that God is trying to bring into your life. If you try and live life in your own, build faith in your own, and not ever get to know somebody else, and you never share your story with anybody else you are limiting their ability to see and dream bigger because we together must grasp God's love. That's what it's really all about. It's grasping the idea that God loves us. Together we can grasp God's grandeur. Here at Faith Church, that's why connect groups are so vitally important to what we're doing. Because it gives us an opportunity to create a casual space for us to connect and have conversation about what God is at work doing in our own faith. And when we have those conversations, it builds our faith. And we begin to believe God. It built my faith this year as I heard stories from somebody in my group of how God brought them through difficult seasons, how, how we got to celebrate with a couple in our group who took a big step and God answered a huge prayer in their life. It, it built my faith when I sat in a in a Connect group uh, last year and heard a young couple talk about how they were dreaming of owning their own home and land and they weren't sure if they could ever do it or afford it, but God showed up and showed all. Off and through their steps of faith, God rewarded it and blessed them beyond what they could think of. It built my faith. Our groups are going to kick off here in February, and we're looking for at least three to five more groups to get started, maybe for you. You're sitting here and you, you've been a part of a group. You've been following Jesus for a little while and you hear this tugging in your heart and you know it's time to step up and start a group to do something that you never thought you would do, to step out, to start a group, to open a space for people to come and to hear and to grow and just have conversations so that they too can grow and begin to dream bigger for their own lives. I want to challenge some of you to do that. Some of you, you need to sh- share your story. On on our central hub, we have a, a card there where you can click to share your faith story. We intentionally don't call it a testimony. Because when I say, what's your testimony? Everybody wants to talk about that one time they got saved. But your faith story is about what God is doing in your faith today. What prayers has God answered this week what, what, where has God delivered you this year? What, what has he been at work doing in your home this month? That's the story that we want to continue to share with one another. Why? Because together we can dream bigger when we hear the stories of faith among us. Together, we can dream bigger than we ever will be able to dream alone. It's in the context of these relationships and these conversations that we actually get to borrow one another's faith. Have you ever been in a moment where you felt like your faith just wasn't enough? You didn't feel like you could keep moving forward? You didn't really have the answers that you needed? kind of struggled a little bit? Friends, that's when you get to borrow one another's faith. We need to borrow one another's faith sometimes. And when we borrow their faith, we get to stand with them in agreement, and it helps us continue to see and dream bigger than we would have ever done on our own. What's the the bravest prayer you've ever prayed? What's What's the thing that you've ever been willing to articulate that you're not sure that God would ever answer Friends, when we begin to dream bigger together, we begin to pray our audacious, bold prayers. I remember the story, uh, Mark Batterson, again, the author of, of this 40-day devotional, he, he tells the story about the bravest prayer he ever prayed. See, for, for Pastor Mark, he suffered with um, asthma his entire life, always depending on an inhaler on a daily basis. But on July 2nd of 2016, he prayed the biggest, boldest, most daring prayer he ever prayed. And from that day forward, God began to do a work in his body. And today he is completely free. Hasn't used an inhaler in three years. Why? Because our God is just that good. Because when you're willing to pray a big prayer and you put your faith out there to pray a big prayer, and you're praying it in faith, God has a tendency to meet you at the point of your faith. You show me the size of your dream, and I'll show you the size of your God. Maybe it's time that we start dreaming bigger and praying bigger, and it only will grow when we get around together with other people of faith who help us move forward in those things. Here's here's another thought I want us to consider today. Today. And that's this, that we dream big when we believe God is more than able to answer us. What does dreaming big look like? It looks like believing that God is more than able to actually answer the prayer that you're daring to pray. That that prayer that you've been wanting to pray, when when we believe that God is actually more than able to answer that prayer. Man, We begin to dream big. Again, I love how Ephesians 3.20 says it, that God is able to do immeasurably more. Immeasurably more. Immeasurably more. Uh, Let me ask you a question. What is it that you're measuring right now in your life? Measuring your bank account? Measuring the size of your pension? Are you you measuring the the, the joy that you have in your house? Are Are you measuring the friends in your life? Are you measuring the success that you feel or the, the value that you have in your life based on the effort that you've been putting forth in your job? What, what is it that you measure? We measure all sorts of things. We measure if our kid is doing better than somebody else's kid. We measure if a social post gets more uh, likes than somebody else's post. We, we measure uh, our, our house size, our, how clean our house is, how nice someone else's kitchen. We measure all sorts of things. And sometimes we try and take that same approach to our faith and our dreams and our prayers and we measure the wrong thing because you can't always measure what God is doing. And when you try and only measure what God is doing and only attribute what you can measure to what God is doing, you miss and you limit God to do immeasurably more than what you can measure. My question to you today is 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 what are you measuring what what prayer did you stop praying because you measured the number of times you've prayed it against the times that God has answered it so now you stopped praying it What are you measuring See here's what I know is that you can't always measure progress when it comes to your prayers Why? Because what God is doing is called a process but we're looking for progress. We're looking at something that we can measure on the outside. We're we're looking at metrics that we can look at in terms of our faith. We're we're looking on the outside for what we can measure, but God is saying, I've got a process in place in your heart. And what if the fact that God has yet to answer your prayer doesn't reveal the fact that he's not able, but maybe that you're not capable of handling the answer that he's going to give you. And God is trying to develop your character in your waiting so that you can handle the blessing when it actually starts to show up. But if you're measuring the progress, you'll give up. And if you're only going to measure what you can quantify, then you're going to miss out on the process that God is at work in your heart. Because it's immeasurably more than what you want to do. And friends, can I tell you that sometimes we just need to give the results to God and trust Him in the process? Because when when you are a seed that has been buried, it looks an awful lot like you've been dead and buried. Because a seed that has been planted looks exactly like a dream that gets buried. They're both underground laying dormant. One still has life and potential and the other one is dead and gone. But if you're just measuring by what you see, you look and see that there is no progress, therefore we must stop praying but God is in the business of doing immeasurably more. I think this is why it's important to write down some of the things that we pray or some of the things that we're praying for because it's our way of journaling and chronicling what God is able to do. And we can look back and see the process that God has been taking us through. Even if we haven't seen the full progress of the answer yet, we can look back and see the process and find our faith built up because it's immeasurably more It's immeasurably more. I think for some of us, you came here today to hear me just say this one thing. It's time to stop measuring your problems and it's time to start magnifying your God. It's time to stop measuring the problems, how bad they are, how deep you're in it, how incomprehensible you can think you can't see a way out. The addiction will always be there. The hatred is always there. You'll always live in this way. Stop measuring the problem and start magnifying your God. And when you magnify God, you begin to get a picture of how big and how great and how possible things are in his hands. And we start magnifying God rather than measuring out the problems. Can you imagine for for a second if this is what Joshua and the children of Israel did as they looked at the walls of Jericho that they found themselves coming up to? If they started measuring the height of the walls instead of magnifying their God, those walls would still be standing. Which leads me to the next thought that I have in this, in this section is that this, is not only that we have to have an understanding that God can do immeasurably more, so let's stop measuring and just start magnifying. It, we have to be willing to imagine more. See, because if you can imagine more, God can do immeasurably more. But it's not until we start imagining that God could do more, that he can blow our minds with immeasurably more. It's a process. It's a process. We read it earlier in Joshua uh, chapter 6 where he he said to them, Hey, look, I have delivered Jericho into your hands. In fact, the, the actual wording was, see now. Look right now. Eyes up, everybody. Look, 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 look. I've given Jericho into your hands. But the verse before it in verse one, I don't know if you caught it. It said the entire city was walled up defense, ready for them to attack and attack back. They were ready. In other words, when God told them to look and says, I have given you this, he spoke in past tense saying it's already been done. But when they looked with what their eyes saw, they would measure and see that God had yet to deliver them because the walls were still there. And God says, I need you to see, I need you to look, I need you to imagine more. I need you to see beyond the reality of what's happening in front of you. I need you to see beyond the news and I need you to imagine more. Because if you can imagine God can do more, he will blow your mind with immeasurably more. Where you can't even measure it up because it's so big, it's so vast, so you don't even think about it. You just receive the blessing because you started to imagine more. See, it's in your imagination that you actually activate your faith. It's the things that you see in your mind that is possible that tell you to hope or to despair. That's why in Faith Kids here at church, our main goal is to inspire your children's imagination. We tell Bible stories. We have them interact with the truths of God's word. Why? Because we just want their eyes in their mind to start imagining a God who is limitless and loves them with all of his heart. Because if they can start imagining what God can do, they'll have faith to believe that God can do it through them. Because your imagination is the incubation for your faith. And what you're thinking about either is feeding your faith or it is feeding your doubts it's all in your imagination i can i can just see the children of israel right they're they're walking they're going. They're going around the wall. It's, it's one time around. Okay, here's the instruction. We got this thing. God's given us this city. I'm just going to walk it. I'm going to go around. I mean, sure, we, we got to be quiet. We're just going to keep walking. And they walk all the way around the city. They're, they're going. They're, they're saying, hey, this is going to be good. Okay, yeah, we're, gonna, we're just pumping themselves up day one. It's just pump up time. We're just prepping. We're starting to imagine that these walls are going to come down. They're going to scream and cry. We're going to go in and kick some teeth in. It's going to be great. We get home and that's all we're doing on day one. We stop right there and they walk into their their tents and their wives are like, oh, my strong man, how many people did you kill today? Well, uh, what had happened was we, we, we just kind of walked it and scoped it out today. We didn't really do any fighting today. wasn't wasn't much progress, I guess you would say. We just kind of, we, we just exercised. We were, we were measuring it up and We were intimidating them. I gave them some dirty looks though. I mean, they're, they're scared of me. I can tell right now it's, it's going to happen. Just, just wait. That's day two and day two and day three and day four and day five. All of those things going, I wonder what's going off in their minds right now. I wonder what they're starting to imagine. We've lost our minds. Joe, Joshua has straight fell off his rocker. There is no way we are going to win this. Why are we walking around? I mean, I can't intimidate nobody know how. I mean, I only can sharpen this sword so many times. I mean, this is getting a little bit ridiculous. Why are we still walking around? We need to start fighting. Somebody get up a good plan. I need to walk out to the car. I need to talk to John. I need an appointment with Joe. Joe, Josh, Joshua, we need to have a conversation. I can imagine their imaginations and the things that they're thinking. There's no way this going to happen. I can't believe we're doing this. This looks so stupid. I can't even see this thing. I mean, all, everything that I'm seeing. I mean, God says He's done it, but ain't nothing happened yet. And they just are imagining. What if they started imagining the wrong things? What if they What if they stopped? What if What if What if in their imaginations they decided to start griping instead of start declaring? See, here's what I know about faith. Faith has to be expressed. And faith that thanks God before he acts. Faith is something that thanks God before he ever acts. Gratitude thanks God after he's acted. I have a feeling that that as they walked around, they just started thanking God in advance. Nothing had changed in the natural. They still had the same nasty marriage. Their kids were still gripey and spoiled as ever. The, The work situation was still as bad as ever, but they just kept imagining that God could and that God would because together they had built their imaginations and began to grasp that God said he would do it and he loves us enough that he's going to show up and do it because they played with their imaginations and they knew that, that faith was thanking God in advance, but gratitude says we'll thank him afterwards. Listen, we need both gratitude and expectation. Expectation says God will do it. Gratitude says God did it. And it builds our faith. If you can imagine more, God will do immeasurably more. But there's another part to this. It's not just imagining more, daydreaming, pipe dreaming. No, 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 no. It's imagining something more that you're willing to ask for something more. It wasn't until they started to shout that walls started to fall. It wasn't until they opened their mouth. The walls started to fall, but they only opened their mouth because for six days they knew they were imagining what God was going to do. They knew that it was going to happen. They saw it. They were convinced. They were fully persuaded that neither height nor death, angels or demons, nothing is going to separate us from God's love. And seeing this promise show up, nothing is going to do that. And so they had their imaginations fixed on God's bigness and his ability, and they were able to see God do immeasurably more. But it wasn't until they opened their mouth. It wasn't until they shouted. It wasn't until they decided to ask again. See, with each trip around the wall, they were offering another petition to God. Each time around the wall, they were saying, God, we're asking you to deliver us. Asking you to give us this city, God. Asking for you to give us one more time, God. The Bible tells us again and again that we must keep circling the promises of God. We must keep praying until we see the answer show up. They had to march around this. What would have happened if they stopped after five days? No, we've got to keep asking. We've got to ask more. Did the answer come through? No, ask again. Did your marriage get restored? No, ask again. Did your kid come home and find Jesus yet? No, ask again. Did you get healed of the disease? No, ask again. Ask again. Did your finances start? No, ask again. Did you get delivered? No, ask again. Do you still have those thoughts in your mind that wage war at night and bring such shame that make you think you can never walk through the church again? No, just keep asking God again. Ask again. Ask again. Ask again. Ask and you will receive. Ask again. Believe that he can do immeasurably more if you can ask and imagine more. Do immeasurably more, but you have to ask again, ask again, ask again. I know what it looks like, friends, but ask again, ask again. I know what you think you see and what you think you know, but ask again. I came to announce today to every person who's willing to grab a hold of this with their faith it's always too soon to stop asking. It is always too soon to stop believing. Always too soon to stop. Never give up hope. If there is breath in your lungs, God's not done with you. There is more in store for you. Listen, I realize some of the disheartening news that we in the Fort Scott community got this week. Yet one more business pulling out of town. I came to tell every single Fort Scotian, it's too soon to stop believing. If I hear one more person say it's going to be a ghost town, I'm going to show up at your house and slap you with the God's word. (laughs) You could look at the problem, but I'm asking you to imagine some more. This is faith church, not fearful church. This is faith church, not doubting church. This is faith church, not talking like what we see it. No, no, listen, I'm all for honesty. I'm all for accountability. Absolutely, we've got to look. Absolutely we wanna make wise decisions. Absolutely we should pray and believe God to move in our city and our community. Absolutely. But he ain't done. How about some people of faith to rise up and say, I can see something nobody else can see. I'm going to take a vantage point that says God's going to move here. This is just another opportunity for somebody full of grace and mercy to show up, invade this town, bring about some change, and let's shift the culture with some faith in this place. Let's not hide away and declare like everybody else. The walls are still there. (laughs) They ain't coming down. I came to tell somebody who's willing to believe with me. It's always too soon to quit believing. It's always too soon to give up and pull out. It's always too soon. Let's circle it one more time. Let's hit our knees and cry out for God. Let's bow on our faces and pound the ground and say, God, do a work that only you can do. So you alone get the glory. God, you do it. Not by might, not by power, not by wisdom of man, but God, by your spirit, do something. I came to declare today that God's not done and it's too soon to quit believing, friends. It's too soon. It's too soon. Because if you're trying to measure the progress, you will miss the process. And God wants to do immeasurably more than what you can imagine. So ask for some more. I think it's time we start praying big prayers. Here's here's the last thought today. We dream big when we hold tightly to the truth that God is bigger than big and he's closer than close. You want to learn how to believe big and dream big? Here's how you do it you hold tight, you grip and grasp together with the saints with great firm grip that God, he's bigger than big and he's closer than close. He's bigger than big. Isaiah 55 says that as high as the heavens are above, God is bigger than that. As as, as imagination and, and as full as you can dream or hope, God can do more than that. Why? Because he's bigger than big. The universe, it contains galaxies that are 15.5 billion light years away. Because God is just transcendent like that. He's bigger than what we could measure and the galaxies that we could even see. Which means this, that our best thought full of faith and hope on our best day is still 15.5 billion light years short of God's. It's still short of what God believes can happen and see. Why? Because he's bigger than big. But it's not that he's just bigger than big and a distant God in the cosmos. No, 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 no. You have to understand and grab a hold of the fact that God is closer than close. He's near to the brokenhearted. To those who are sad and are worried and have gotten bad news and are looking at the reality of what the news is saying and looking at, at the truth that That there are businesses that have left and there are things that don't look good, and and the walls still look like they're standing. God's not far away, He's he's closer than close. To the family that's had miscarriage after miscarriage, God's not in a distance saying, Well, just have more faith. No, no, He's closer than close. To the spouse who's been praying for their husband to, to no longer be addicted. God's not way in the distance judging you and no, no, no. He's, he's closer than close to the student who is so frustrated at school because your friends keep backstabbing and lying and, and, and you keep trying to get good grades, but you're not getting the grades that you want and you're trying this and it's not working and you're just tired of school. God's not some distant God who doesn't care. No, he's closer than close. Psalms 36, five and six in the message translation. Listen to these words. It says, God's love, it is meteoric. His loyalty, astronomic. His purpose, titanic. His verdicts are oceanic. Yet in his largeness, nothing gets lost. Not a man and not a mouse slips through the cracks. God is aware and he cares. God is aware of everything that you're walking through, all the doubts, all the discouragement, the vastness. God is aware. And he cares. He cares so much for you. And he cares so much for me. He cares about the things that are worried, the things that have kept you up at night. God cares. And he's waiting for you to cast those cares over to him because he's big enough to handle them. And he's close enough to carry them. He's big enough to handle anything that you could throw all of it. He can handle it all. He's big enough, but he's close enough to journey through it with you. Why? Because he's bigger than big and he's closer than close. And when we settle that in our hearts, we can dream again. We can believe that he's going to answer the prayer that we've been so scared to even write out because it just sounds so foolish. We don't, we don't, I mean, why? I mean, come on, really? does he really care that much? I mean, does he really care about this? Does he really care about that? Yes. He's bigger than big and he's closer than close. We can trust the love of God. Together, we can grasp the reality that God loves you. You want to know what the antidote to fear is? God's love. God's love. Are you are you having a hard time believing that God would answer your prayer? You want to know how to build more faith? Recognize that God loves you that much. My prayer is like Paul's. I get on my knees and I pray that together we could grasp how high to beyond the galaxies, how deep to the deepest ocean, how wide as far as east and west, and how close and near and tangible is God's love for you and for me. He cares, he cares. And when we grasp God's love, We can dream big dreams and we can pray big prayers. Friends, what's your next step? Has God answered a prayer recently and you want to share it? Go to the hub. Fill out the form that's right there. It doesn't take you long. What's your faith story? Where has God answered a prayer in your life? What has he already done? Share it. Why? Because it gives an opportunity for the body together to grasp some things. Some of you, since we've announced it about expanding and growing connect groups, God's just been tugging at your heart and it hasn't stopped. Your next step today maybe is to go, go to Next Step Central or pull it up on the, your own central hub and click on the start a group and create a space. Bring people together who can journey along with you and together grow in your faith and see what God might do. For all of us, I think it's time that we ask big. It's time to ask big. Why? Because God's a big God. It's time to dream big. It's time to stop sitting on our ask and to start speaking our ask. As I was preparing, I'm telling you, no exactly what the Holy Spirit said to me. This is my next step. There have been some things that I've been thinking about, but I've not been asking God about. I've been sitting on the ask. For me, I'm standing up. I'm getting off the ask and I'm going to actually speak out the ask to God. I'm going to bring my petitions and my prayers. I'm going to open my mouth and look at the wall and say, you're coming down. I'm going to do it. I'm going to ask God for big things because he's just big enough to do it. Because he's bigger than big and he's closer than close. What's your step? Take one. G.K. Chesterton wrote this. He said, How much happier you would be and how much more of you there would be if the hammer of a higher God could smash your small cosmos. I think we all could stand to dream a little bigger to imagine a little more, to magnify rather than measure. God-sized dreams are beyond your resources. God-sized dreams are beyond your abilities. And God-sized dreams are beyond your opportunities that you see now. But God gives us this opportunity to show up and show off. When we pray big prayers, God has the opportunity to do it. Nothing will keep you in a posture of prayer like believing for something more than what you can do on your own. Let's dream big. Will you pray with me today? Bow your heads. Father, we're so thankful for your word. We're thankful for how you speak to us. God, today I pray that you would help us to dream big, to ask big. Lord, to not try and measure our success or measure our progress, but Lord, we would recognize that we're in process and we're just going to be persistent with our prayers instead of trying to measure it all. God, you can do immeasurably more. So we just choose to magnify your bigness. Lord, there are many people in this room who are praying for what seems like immovable things to be moved things to shift and to change and so God together we just attach our faith and say God you can and you will and together Lord we're grasping a hold on the reality that you are bigger than big but you are closer than close Lord bring comfort to us to know that your love for us is big it is vast it is beyond what we could even knowledge could comprehend in our lives and so Lord I pray that you would help us to receive your love today respond to your love and choose to believe again. We ask these things in the mighty name of Jesus.